God wants to take you away with him. He wants your entire attention, your time, your talent, your treasures. He wants you all to himself. So when Solomon said this, when I heard this, and when I looked at it and went and looked at the references to it, he's telling me God is desperate for us. He's desperate for us. He's so desperate for us. Thank you, praise Thank you. He's desperate for us. Pastor wanted me to convey to you, like Seth said earlier, it's out of an abundance of caution why he's not here today. Not because he may have been exposed and so out of caution and, and the love for you, he decided not to be here in his family decided not to be here. Not that he doesn't want to be here. He'd rather to be standing here, but I don't mind representing him and representing the Father. So, so thank you for coming today. I want to speak to you on the topic of intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. I want to take you to a passage in Mark chapter 3, just one verse. It says, then he appointed 12. And this is talking about Jesus. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him. And that he might send them out to preach. Let's pray. Father, your word is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The truth is, you don't need us if to make your word powerful. <laughs> your word in itself is quick and it's powerful. Divides morals, moral and joints and you said you, your word will not return to you void. I am just a conduit, Lord. I need this word as much as the people who are sitting in front of me, Lord. God, I pray that you'll grant us as a people ears to hear. If nothing else, the church in America has been sapped with word. We are overwhelmed with the word, Lord. But that's not the problem. So I pray today, God, it will not just be another word on top of all the other words we've heard. But may this be transformative, Lord. Because you said your word is quick and powerful. I may not have the eloquence to speak your word, Lord. But if you use guys who said that they stuttered, and if you used, Father, even animals to convey your message, that means you can use me today. So have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. During the 17th century, Oliver Cromwell who was Lord Protector of England, sentenced a soldier to be put to death for his crimes. The execution was to take place at the ringing of the evening curfew bell. And you've seen those bells before in the, in the large tower. Or you've been to some Catholic schools and you'll see those bells there. 
Um, you've seen those. However, the bell did not sound that curfew evening. The soldier's fiance, she, she climbed into the tower and she clung to the great clasper of that bell. And so when it was time to strike, the bell did not strike. When she was summoned by Cromwell to come and account for her actions, she wept as she showed him the bruises on her hand and the bleeding that she, and the bleed, and how her hand was bleeding. Cromwell's heart was so touched when he heard, heard this and he proclaimed, your lover shall live because of your sacrifice. Curfew shall not ring tonight. I think it's safe to say that everybody wants to get into somebody else's story. You're always enticed by somebody else's story. The sad thing is that most of these stories we hear, they're fictions. But today, what if I say that, what if I say that, uh, that the God that we serve, he is invited on, into a story of such magnitude and he's longing to have that intimate relationship with us. He wants, and this story is not fiction. The story that he's inviting us to, to create for ourselves and him, it's not the same as all these other, other stories, that the images we get in our mind when we read those stories. He's actually calling us. And he said, take my hand. Hold me close. I will show you the way to life. We should thirst for God. We should be craving to have a vibrant, growing, intimate relationship with God. Listen to the words of David in Psalm 24, verse 7. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Is, does that sound like somebody who is pursuing God? I want to talk about intimacy with God. What is intimacy? I've heard it said like this before. Intimacy means, or the description of intimacy is, into me see. It's allowing God to look into our hearts and allowing us to look into his heart. Imagine that, looking into the very heart of God, seeing what he sees. In intimacy, we become one with the spirit and our desire matches our creator's desire. But I, let me ask, I, I want to start by asking this one question. Does, does God actually want to be intimate with us? I know I've stated some things, but does he actually want to be intimate with us? Somebody said, of course. Okay, how do you know, Asif? The others are asking, Asif, how do you know that that's the case? I'm glad you asked. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, it tells us the account of Adam and Eve. It says, it says that God came down from on high in the cool of the day to visit with Adam and Eve. Humanity was the crown of his creation and he took great delight in spending quality time with them on a daily basis. 
He wanted to know everything about their lives, their days, their, their difficulties, their successes, their failures, their triumphs, their struggles. He wanted to know everything about their life. And I imagine the Lord coming down in the cool of the day. And he will come down and he will say, Adam, oh Adam, Josh, oh Josh. And I can imagine the excitement when he comes and, he, and he's getting to be, to, to, to be in communication, to be in relationship with his creation. It reminds me of the song that we've sung a couple of times here that says, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. God considered Adam and Eve his friends. You may say that this is once, this ex experience only happened once. But then I'll ask you, why were they so keen to the sound when they heard it why is it when he was walking along or he was moving along in the garden that they recognized it was God that, that's the question I'll ask you if you said oh this just happened only once why were they so familiar with his movement why were they so familiar with his voice why were they so um, familiar with maybe it's smell or his sound why were they so familiar with it They recognized him because it didn't just happen once. It sounds like God would come down every day to have fellowship with his creation. Listen to what John chapter 10 verse 27 says. In the voice translation. It says, they recognized him because they were, it says that, the Apostle John says this, my sheep respond as they hear my voice. I know them intimately as they follow me. Now, this is not me. I didn't put anything in this. I just went for the translation from the scriptures. That's all it says. They are intimate with me. That's why they know me. So the question is, does God want to be intimate with you? Well, that, was just, that, that was way back in the Old Testament. That was Adam and Eve. Let's go to the New Testament a little bit. Let's look at the disciples and see what happened. Mark 3 verse 14. And Tyler will put it back up there. It says, Jesus appointed 12 that they might be with him. And that he might send them to preach. If we are not careful, we can read such a text. And easily overlook what I think is the key ingredient to being successful in Christ. The key ingredient to being a good witness. Jesus through the appointment process was teaching his disciples that they cannot represent him if they don't know him. And it's not in my notes, but let me stop. The word for know. When Abraham knew his wife. Or God knew Moses. The word used for know. It's the same kind of word. 
It's the same no that produced Ari and AJ. Did you know that? It's the same no that produced my kids. So the kind of no is what God is talking about. It's not acquaintance. He's talking about intimate relations where, you, where he knows your entire fiber, your entire being. Like Psalm 139 says that before you were created in your mother's womb, he knew you. Now if this is what God is desiring, guys, I think we're falling really, really, really short. <laughs> While it is good to know about him or be acquainted with him, that is grossly insufficient to represent him. The deeper you grow, the farther you go. The deeper your roots, roots are in him, the more interlocked your heart is with his, the more impactful you'll be. The more, uh, let me say, let me change that. The more impactful we will be wherever we go. Hey, your mother or your father may have a thriving relationship with God, but that does nothing for you unless you know him intimately for yourself. Your spouse may have an intimate relationship. But it's not contagious. Okay? It's not contagious. This is one of those things you can't just catch it by laying next to her or him. It doesn't work like that. I know people used to open Bible, uh, the Bible in Psalm, I think Psalm 91, and put it on their bed and they'll sleep. It's, it doesn't infuse into us like that. And we have to get to that point where we realize it doesn't... If, if, if we're going to be all that God has designed for us, it's going to take more than a casual. Pastor's been saying it for a couple of weeks now that we can't be casual about our relationship with him. We're going to have to be vigilant. <laughs> Your pastor may have a fresh, thriving relationship with the Father. It does nothing for you You've got to know him intimately for yourself. Let's look at a passage. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. You see, we could come to church, we could be associated with the church, but that really does nothing for us. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick. And their illnesses were cured. And the evil spirit left them. And this is, why, why not here, Lord? Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches. In the name of the Jesus my pastor preaches in. In the name of the Jesus my spouse talks about. That's exactly what they just did. I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva. A Jewish, imagine, this is a Jewish priest. 
chief priests, this is his sons. They were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? I've visited church all my life. I know all the songs they sing. Well, I, I know I, I, I know Seth. But, but, but who are you? Huh? I know Lauren. But who are you? This, these aren't my words, you know, guys. I want you to get this. That God, God, God doesn't want surface relationship. He doesn't want it. Because guess what? That does nothing for you. It does nothing for him either. It's like, it's like you're hanging out with the big boys. Now, I don't go to these places, okay? But I've seen on TV before that where people are going to clubs, okay? And they're going to clubs and, and I think it was a Will Smith or one of those I was watching. And Will Smith was going with his friends to the club. And when he got to the door, they invited in all his friends and left him outside. Because guess what? Who are you? <laughs> I know these guys. We have a relationship here, but who are you? <laughs> You're maybe next to them, but guess what? You don't have the same authority they have. That reminds me of one of the songs that we sang earlier. I took a picture of it. I'm going to get back to it. God created each of, the, each of us with a longing for intimacy. Intimacy with him. We must therefore come to some understanding of what he's asking of us and what he is offering. We must come to the realization that we were created to fellowship with our creator. We need him and he desires us. There, there's one thing if, 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 the, if you need the person but the other person... But God is like this. Come, I need you. I need you. I don't know. I don't. God desires us. Yes, he desires us. He wants us. He gave the very best he had. The only begotten son to redeem what Adam relinquished in the garden. And he did it for intimacy. All these years. What if I tell you that God, all he's busy doing is trying to see how he could restore relationship with his people. That's all he's doing. He'll search high. He'll search low. Wherever he needs to go. The best preparation for for doing Christ's work is being with Christ. I dare to say that there are many people out there like the sons of Sceva that are trying to represent him but really don't have a relationship with him. These were kids of a priest. You know, it almost seems like I just have one tune. Every time I speak, I'm saying the same one thing over and over. I hope you don't mind hearing it over and over. God wants us to be drawn closer to him. The greater the spiritual intimacy, the greater your spiritual capacity. 
Now, that's not my word. I pull it from a, a preacher I was listening to the other day. It says, the greater the spiritual intimacy, the greater the spiritual capacity. That's exciting, but it's daunting. See, one of the things I find interesting with many believers is that the thing that we claim to be our highest priority, it gets the least attention. You ever thought about that before? The thing that you claim to be your highest priority gets the least attention. Let me give you an example. God is number one in our lives. But we spend very little time devoted to seeking out the things of God and growing in intimacy with God. Our family, or maybe our job is second runner-up to our family. But yet, we go through all the training courses we can on our job. We, we jump all the hoops we need to jump. We do all the self-development in our job. Just so we could be ready for whatever happens next. It could be a next promotion or it could be a next job outside of that. I do it too. Think about it. We put all this effort and energy and you tell me that that's number three in your list of priority. But what happened to number one? Have you put that intentionality in training, in diving in the word, in whatever you could do, listening to whatever you could listen to, spending the quality time so that you could nurture your intimate relationship with him. Guys, you know, some people say that. You, you tell me where you spend your money and I know where your interest is. Tell me where you put all your effort and energy and I know what your interest is too. Is God number one? We have to take the same approach with our walk to God as we do with the things that are important to us. Paul in praying for the Ephesus, the church in Ephesus, he said this in Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 in the NLT, he said this, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower Hold on, let me go again. From, his, from God's glorious unlimited resources. I'll come back to it. That he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow deep into God's love and keep you strong. Too much here to unpack in one sermon. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's pure people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Now, Paul is praying for the church to experience this. Does that mean to you and to me that God has the capacity to do all of this? Limitless resources. His love is high, wide, deep. Think about that. Think about it for a second. Okay? God is willing to unveil himself to us, but we have to be hungry enough to receive. 
I'm going to say it again. See, God is willing to unveil all this that Paul is praying for the church. But we've got to be hungry enough for him to give it. Amari is sitting at the table. Uh, it's not in my notes, but I have to give you a, a practical example. Amari is sitting at the table and he's eating. Amari takes one bite. We gave him his plate. I mean, we gave him some salad on it. Uh, yesterday, we gave him a piece of chicken leg and, and we gave him. And then Amari started eating. I realized that Amari finished the salad. I, this baby loves his salad, okay? Ate the salad. Ate the chicken leg. And then I saw Amari reach over into the bowl and he pulled out some more salad and put it in his plate. And he started eating again. Now, I was about to take up the salad when he started complaining again. And I gave him some more salad. Guys, you, you get where I'm going? You get where I'm going? The extent of your appetite dictates how much the Lord will pour. If I say nothing else today, this is the one thing I want us to get. Because that's what intimacy, that's what greater intimacy looks like. You see, there's some people rather to stay on the fringes. And guess what? You'll get the fringes anointing. Okay? But if you want what these boys got, you got to go deeper. He said, he said, he said, he said, I pray that for his from his glorious unlimited resources, it will empower you with your in in inner strength through the spirit. That Christ will make his home in you. Not just one room. You know, as a teacher, I get excited when my students have an appetite for learning. So I may come to class. And when I go to class, and I'm there and I'm teaching, I'm planning to finish right on time and just give this much material. But whenever I find a student that is just asking more and more questions, I may be tired, but take it. I'm not going to be your hindrance. I'm willing to go later because I don't want to get in your way. God is willing to go longer because he's not going to get in your way. Pastor Chris preached about this some time ago about, about that woman, that woman, uh, uh, that widow, Shunammite woman. Is that when she came and she was about her son, I mean, nothing left in her house. Just enough to make a little last meal. Man of God spoke to her. And the scripture says that whenever the oil stopped, sorry, when the vessels ran out, the oil stopped. What's your capacity, guys? What kind of capacity you have? If God made you and me, and he knows our ability and our capacity, it means that we have a lot more capacity. We have a lot more capacity than, than and we're allowing him to use. What is your spiritual capacity? Are you satisfied? Are you hungry? Have you arrived? Are you still pressing in? God will allow you to experience as much as him as you can handle. God, I'm not, I'm, guys, I'm not just saying this because it's a nice line to say. It is the truth. God will allow you to experience as, 
of much, as much of him that you can handle. I dare tell you that if we don't sink any deeper, we won't see the effects in the lives of our kids or grandkids. If we don't sink deeper ourselves in him, we're... I've been, I've been reading, I've been reading a little bit more recently. And one of the things I've been reading, I've been reading about some of the, the guys in the past, like Smith Wittlesworth and Catherine Coleman and, and all of those people. And, and, and the way they talk about their relationship with the Lord, it doesn't surprise me why they had the impact they had. There is such tenderness. There is such affection. There is something about the way they talk about their relationship with him. There was intimacy. God will allow you to experience of, as much of him as you can handle. Hey, Josh, tell me the name of a, of, a, of a, probably a river in Oklahoma that is full enough, that's really full. Arkansas River. If you take a cup to the Arkansas River and you fill it, will you get a cup full? Cup full of water? Does that mean that that's all the Arkansas River has? Huh? Talk to me, guys. No. If you take a water jug, jug or a bucket to the Arkansas River and you fill it, will it still full? Does that mean that's all the Arkansas River has? What if? Give me something bigger. A bathtub, that's small, man. Come on, that's small. You bring a bathtub and you fill it from the ark. Will it fill it? If you take a barrel, will it fill it? Guys, what I'm trying to say is, is very simple. God's capacity is not limited. Our capacity is limited. How much do you want? How much do you want him? It's not that the Arkansas River is empty why it stop at the barrel. No. It's just because you didn't have the capacity to handle more than the barrel. The barrel, does, there's no, it can't go more than the capacity of what you have. It may run over the sides, but it still won't be inside it. So what am I saying? Expand your capacity. Because when you expand your capacity, you expand your authority. Because the more you immerse yourself in him, is the more he outpours. We sing the song earlier. Let me pull it up on my phone. I'm looking for the picture that I took earlier so I could remember it. It says, <laughs> I, I 
think I took the wrong one. Oh, here we go. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority Jesus has given me. Guys, guys, that's... <laughs> what if I tell you, as much as he's given us the authority, it's not a one-size-fits-all. The extent of the authority you have is based on the capacity you've opened to him. Did you know that? That's why some of those guys back in the past could do what they did because they sold out. Everything was devoted to him. The sons of Sceva, they wanted to just think, hey, I don't have to go get deep in him myself. Let's, let's, in the name of Paul. Ah! Mother's anointing doesn't do it. Expand your capacity. Expand your desire. Stay hungry. It's no wonder that Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish immensely more than we might ask and imagine. You know many times we quote this verse and we don't understand what he's saying here. He can only do that immensely more in us based on how much of us is in him. We know that there is no part of our, our little part of God. But the thing is, let me put it like this. You'll get as much of God as, as you're open to allowing him to be in you. Now, I don't want anybody to leave thinking I'm talking, I'm preaching heresy here. All I'm saying is that he's wide open like this. Can't get more than your capacity. A few weeks ago, Pastor Chris showed showed a video about a group of college students who went to visit the home of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. While there, the students noticed that there was indentions in the floor, like he said. Somebody knelt, Wesley knelt, and he prayed there, so there were still indentions in the floor. After the tour, one of the students was missing. The tour guide went back up and found, found a student who was there. The teacher quietly tapped Billy, on the sh Billy Graham on the shoulder and let him know that they're ready to leave. So often we want what we see other people have but we're not willing to go the extent they're willing to go to get it. You know, way back when, we always, we always thought that God wants to do more in a pastor or in a church leadership. But when the veil tore, God is saying that I want to do the same thing in every single one of us inside here. The only limit is you, not God. Because your capacity, because of my capacity. How much time are you willing to invest in what you call your number one priority. Is God your number one priority? How do I know that? When was the last time you spent an hour before him? Two hours before him? Three hours before him? When was the last time you said, hey God, I'm about to... You know what? Before I, before I do it, Lord, tell me what you want me to do. When was the last time? You take my hand. Symbol of intimacy. Outward symbol of intimacy. When was the last time you allowed him to lead you? 
Billy has preached to over 200 million people, over 30 books written. I have a lot more, but I'm going to finish here. Before we quickly think that, you know, before we qu quickly think that, that knowledge equals intimacy, I want to I wanna really kind of blow that bubble a little bit. I've seen some, of the, in, some individuals who have no schooling, no schooling experience. On, as a matter of fact, some of the disciples, they said they were unlearned men. Unlearned people. So knowledge does not equate to intimacy. Okay? Bible knowledge is very good. All of that is good. But what I'm talking about is not going and reading the Bible. Yeah, that's one of the avenues. What I'm saying is that you need to throw your will to the side and allow him to take over. One common mistake in thinking that nearness to God can be achieved through knowledge accumulation. That's one of the common mistakes. Now, of course, the intimately, to intimately know God, we must have crucial, no crucial things about him. The Bible says in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But biblical knowledge is far than gold when it is fueled with our trust in God. I'll say that again. Biblical knowledge is far better than gold when it is fueled, when it, is, when it fuels our trust in God because it fuels our intimacy with God. That's Psalm 19 verse 10 if you want to take a look at it. But when biblical knowledge replaces our trust in God, it only fuels our pride. The greater your capacity, the greater your authority. The greater your intimacy, the greater your capacity. See, the goal of intimacy is not intimacy. The goal of studying is not studying. It's so that we could have the authority that God said he'll give us in his holy scriptures. Matthew 28, he says, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. God has declared it. But what kind of capacity do you have today? What's your capacity? You feel like you're, you've expended, expanded the capacity for God to pour in? Do you? I want to pray today. I want to pray and I want to ask God to help us. I said this a few weeks ago that with the direction that America is going, with the direction the world is going, it's going to require that people more than just fill a space, but the people of God really get intimate with God. Really get intimate with God. And God knows that we can. Stand with me, please. Lord, you call the disciples that they may be with you first so that you could send them. Send is not effective without intimacy. Intimacy with you, deep intimacy with you, Lord God, 
makes the authority effective and we walk in it. Lord, as we spend a minute, if you need to say something to him, go ahead and say it to him today. Intimacy with God is key to represent God. You may say to me, I'm just a mom. <laughs> or you may say, I'm just a, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't care much about these things. I just want to serve God. The truth is, surface level produce surface level results. Deep intimacy produce deep intimacy results. I remember years ago, talk about the authority, years ago, 2007, I believe. I'm closing here. 2007. I remember I spent probably a month in fasting and prayer, seeking God's face. And in that time, I wanted to know God. What? I, I started seeing this young lady, but I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, God. I, I, I think it may be, but I need to hear your voice. After a time, God confirmed it. But I remember a prophet came to me. And he said, Brother Asim, I have a word from the Lord for you. He said, the person I saw that God wants to give you is not this person. Because I had a relationship with him at the time, a deep, thriving relationship with him, I said to the guy, I'm sorry, but what the Lord has revealed to me is different from what you're saying. Though you are a trusted guy, I, I will have to reject what you say at this point in time. Today I'm married 12 years and I think it's going well on most days. What am I saying that to say? You may say that, hey, you're just a dad or you just stay home. The authority God is talking about, it's going to take every aspect of your life by storm. But we need it. We need the intimacy with him. Today I want to pray for us as we leave that God will help us to grow in intimacy. So Lord, today God, your word has been spoken. I've delivered. I've done my job, Lord. Today I ask you, please, cause this word to stir in the heart of your people. That we will desire more. That we'll dig deep, Father. That your Holy Spirit will take over. That we'll give the reins to you, Lord God. And that the authority that you've spoken over our lives, Father, that it will come to pass. You have the resources, but our capacity is limited, Lord God. May we expand our capacity, Lord God, by spending that time, that by being vulnerable before you, Lord Jesus. So that you can have your entire work in us like you have promised, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, today, not just today, Lord God, but from this day onwards in the name of Jesus. Move by your power and your spirit in us, your people, oh God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, Lord God, also as we close, Lord God, for the offering. For those, Father, who are giving today, Lord God, whether online or whatever medium they'll give today, we pray that you'll bless the offering, Lord God. Add back to us, your people, as we give to you, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, oh, you're dismissed.